Minneapolis, 911. What's your emergency? It's another episode of Minneapolis 911. Welcome to today's show with your host, the mayor of Minneapolis After Dark, L.A. Nick. And along with him is beautiful and hilarious co-host, comedian Hesley Ray. They'll be bringing you the 411 and 911 of our beloved city. And we're back from Minneapolis 911. I'm L.A. Nick with my beautiful and hilarious co-host, Hesley Ray. How you doing, Hesley? I'm good. It's always a good show when you call me beautiful and hilarious. Well, I just feel, like, pumped up, like, we're going to do this. I try to do it, like, every couple of weeks. Yeah, just to surprise me. We were talking about Alice, the pregnant gorilla at Como Park Zoo, which is pretty exciting to have a gorilla. Yeah, in. and so it it said in that story that she was pregnant before, um, but baby gorillas in captivity, oh, they're hard. They don't it's live. Uh, they have like forty percent mortality rate. Yep. But she's been learning from the other female gorilla, uh, Dara, and so they they have really high hopes, and they say that the pregnancy is going well, and Alice is in good health. I've and, seen Alice. Um, the dad of of both babies or in this baby and the baby that's surviving over there from a different gorilla mom is that silverback guy you know he's huge like you've seen him right yeah i've seen, yeah, him, all. He's I've seen him all massive yeah. and he apparently has all the fun with so all he, the lady so gorillas cheat, there cheat girl. well he's got to populate that place Alright, let's get back to the meat and bread. See the bad news today? There, you have more bad news? Well, I, so, this whole show singer, has been... Well, the singer Soundgarden died. Was, ah, you know. By hanging. No. Yeah, that's no. what I read. He I died by hanging. That. I did not read that. Which is a that. really, like, really I w- severe thought, way to go. I did not see that, that fact. Yeah. So um, it was right after a show, and I I had read on CNN one of the people that went to the show said it was an awesome show, everything was fine, nothing weird. They did like their you know performance; it was great. He seemed great on stage, and then around midnight, one of his you know somebody with his family or or the people he was traveling with went to go check on him in his hotel room, found him laying on the ground More in the than, bathroom. Me and, me and Chris Cornell are the same age, and oh, I jeez. We both been through the drug wars of drug addiction. I know he was vocal about his struggle with alcohol too. Well, he's an alcoholic and a heroin addict. And um, he also um, had said, you know, before in interviews, how awful it was to lose people that he cared about to substance abuse, um, and he lost a lot of friends that way. You know, he was a good-looking guy. Yeah, he was a very and, handsome man, and way, way too young to go. But he's a handsome man. Handsome man, Handsome way man. too young to go. Do you think that he had overcome his addiction? Absolutely not. No. So do you think no. that's part of why he hung, he hanged himself? Like, uh, do you think it leads you to I such did not, desperation? I'm, I'm, I'm actually devastated right now. I did not know that he committed suicide. Yeah, that's what they're saying, and they can confirm now, that. Now, was it, was it oxygen deprivation in masturbation? I don't know that yet. I just know that they said suicide by hanging. Accidental suicide, or is it, it saying suicide? It looks here. Let me. Because a lot of people it. do oxygen deprivation and masturbation. So Fox News died Wednesday night in Detroit. 
Um, sudden and unexpected, his wife said. And it's just a dead at 52 after hanging himself. So you think it might be like one of those auto asphyxiation? Well, a lot, things? a lot of drug addicts do that because He's, they can't, they can't get off unless Cornell they do that. Cornell was found with a band around his neck. I'm guessing it was probably accidental. Jeez. Seriously, because if he was naked, or his pants were down. Well, they're not saying that. Well, they might be cutting those details out, but I know a lot of people. Medical who- examiner has con- determined Cornell killed himself by hanging in a room at the MGM Grand Hotel. Wow. So. Well, I, I mean, I'm sure we'll find out more, but yeah, that is really. I'd sad. rather see him go any other way. I am not a. Don't respect anybody who commits suicide. Um, we're all here for a reason, and. You committing suicide stops your reason for being here. And everybody has a purpose in the end. And suicide is an easy way out. And it's a coward's way out. And I don't My heart does go out suicide. to anyone who is on the edge of considering that. That's a black, very horrible place to be. There's but a- if there's anything that can ring true is I, too, I'm with you. I think it. No matter what, no matter what, it is the wrong. It's the thing wrong to way do. to go. It's not. It's not going to help anything. No. It's not if, going to. to if say, anybody's contemplating suicide, get a hold of me. Yep, get a hold of someone. I'll smack but you Nick, around. <laughs> Nick is offering to talk to you too, but, no, I'll, I'll but take get a hold of someone. Tell you what's the deal, man. You, you it can't. Is you wrong. can't check it out on your own. Okay. And you can't check mm-hmm. it on your own. It's not allowed. It's not acceptable. And it's not the answer. No, it's so. not acceptable. It's unacceptable. It's unacceptable. Not, not that you'd care if it's acceptable or not if you're in that place. But, but I care. It's just not it's not the answer. But I care. And I believe that you still have to pay for things in an afterlife. So just don't do it. So well, you, um, I, I'm devastated that that's that the is fact. too bad. And I guess we'll find out more information. I mean, this just came out, but yeah, I my heart goes to the family and, and obviously to all of his fans who that affects um, so do we have some 911 calls coming up here? Do yeah, more, more doom and gloom. Yep. <laughs> Thanks for listening. <laughs> more doom and gloom. More doom and gloom. But, but I mean, this again, like we love Minneapolis. We, we want to highlight these things because we want to make it better. And the first step is ripping off the band-aid. And looking at Sunday is liquor stores open in Minneapolis 
True. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not all happy about it. But. You're not super happy about it. I like the idea that Oh, we're of course taking... you do, because you smoke pot and drink a lot. <laughs> I don't. I can't do that while holding on my baby <laughs> and ideas. Um, no, actually, I, like, I don't really care that much if they're open on Sunday, but I did hate that, like, my husband would, you know, like, go racing on the weekends and so not drink and then we'd get home and then Sunday he'd like want to watch the football games and blah 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 no beer in the house and like every once in a while I'd be like do you know why I'm gonna be nice and drive to Wisconsin and get beer and now just think about all those times I I paid money in Wisconsin that's now gonna stay in Minnesota but you know why I don't like it because you hate everything that's cool. No, it's the only day I can peacefully walk down 7th Street and not get hassled around two blocks of Team Liquor. Because hmm. Team Liquor is the liquor store downtown. It's the only liquor store that sells single servings. <laughs> and you just get nonstop harassed for two blocks. Could I have a dollar? So nobody's, they're not open on Sunday, so you can actually walk down that street, and nobody hassles you. Not anymore. Yeah. Well, you have other streets to walk on. Quit being so greedy. But I live on 7th Street. Yeah, but you can just, So I can't even walk on the street I live on. Stay in your dark apartment. They, they, I, you know, it makes me mad because that business just destroys every business around it. I feel so bad for the Indian. There's a, there's these Indians that opened up the Indian restaurant right next door, and they're, like, literally right off the boat, and they just can't run a business there because there's 30 people outside their door drinking a half pint of, of whiskey or vodka or whatever they drink and smoking blunts and... and <laughs> I don't and know nobody will walk in. Alcoholics that smoke weed at the same time. And you can't even walk past that alley. It's just I call it urine alley. It yeah. just has like a stream yep. of urine running out of it at all times. It's like not even a stream. It's like a river of urine. This sounds pleasant. <laughs> no, the stench. The stench is unbelievable when you walk by. It's just like oh my god, that is pure urine. All right. So what would you do? Was your first like act as a city council member to uh like you know do something i don't think you know i think i think i don't think put a bunch of diapers down no i don't think liquor stores in downtown proper and no other liquor store does it there's no law they just don't do it and they actually got i think i think they were the one of the liquor stores who got busted for selling single serving cigarettes Mm. so when you start catering to the the and enabling the drunks of the city, it's just not good for anybody, man. It's mm-hmm. not good for the people that you're doing. I mean, you can walk in there with your pants pissed, crawling on your knees, and they'll sell you another gallon of vodka. True eh, thing. It's True just, story. I've been there. It's not. That's not cool, man. I mean, it's just, it's just. It's just. It's killing people. So you think that it's just like selling it on Sunday is going to make it worse? I think it's just going to even out. Like yeah, because it gives these people a break one day a week. They can't buy it. I see a very stunned-looking politician. That's our, that's our governor, Mark Dayton. To me, it mm-hmm. looks like he just walked out of a crack house. <laughs> he looks surprised. I'll no, say that. He looks like, like he's totally high on crack. 
His eyebrows are up. Like yeah. his eye, like people have seen this picture was in uh, Sunday Star Tribune. His eyes are like as big as half dollars. So it looks like he just smoked a bunch of crack. So if you took his suit off and put a hospital <laughs> gown on him, you're saying that would look better. He's a mental patient. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Do you have something against him personally? I just don't know how he's governing. I've I've ran into him in person. He, he's he's he was he he's just a got babbling, surgery or he's something. A, no, he's a babbling drug addict. He's a babbling drug addict. I don't know. I think he just got out of surgery. He's had mo- he's had like day. five back surgeries. He's on he's on heroin. He's on he's on morphine like he's every on, day. They don't give heroin out for well, back. Morphine surgery. stronger than heroin. Is it really? Absolutely. Oh, he's on that. morphine every day. Every day. Yes. Can you? You don't know that. Are you peering well, through his windows? All I know is I ran into the guy coming out the Starchy Room building in the Skyway, mm-hmm. and he. I'm not kidding. This is. And the, there was a morphine this, drip. This, the God's honest truth. In his arm. The God's honest truth. He had a a, a drool out of his mouth four <laughs> He's feet long. He's an elderly man. Four that feet. That just happened. No, a four foot long drool. It was a four foot long drool. <laughs> Okay, his mouth was all crooked like he had a stroke, and he had a drool four feet long, almost to the ground. Maybe he did and have a hand, stroke. He had like a young, pretty boy handler. That pretty was, boy handler. Yeah, it looked like a man bun, and you know, <laughs> one of those young pretty boys. And say, and he pretty said, boy. "Excuse Governor Dayton, he just had massive surgery." I'm like, then why is he walking around this skyway well, to start to move? Because you really? get blood clots <laughs> if you just stay prone in but bed. But he has, he does not live downtown Minneapolis. Well, he was visiting his aftercare surgery. Whatever. I don't know. I think you jumped to conclusions too fast. You no, don't whatever. know. Whatever. As I know, as the guy makes some really stupid choices. Well. That being said, he does look a little surprised on this photo. Have you watched any video of him? Not recently, no. Check, go online and watch him. Watch okay. him speak. All right. Watch him speak. All right. What else can no, we No, listen, he's always had a speech and a speech impediment. Impediment? Yeah, impediment? Yeah, but... but <laughs> Pot, meat, But this kettle. is way past the speech impediment. Okay. Way past. This is like... Yeah. Morphine. So let's go on to some. Maybe it's the drool. It's let's like get, let's get off lowering of his lip. Listen, okay. I, I, I wish him the best. I hope After his health, all that, I, hope I his, wish you the best. No, sir. I do. I wish him the best personally. I hope his health recovers. I hope he, he has a great, long, prosperous life. But I don't think that a guy on morphine should be making decisions of the state of Minnesota. Maybe he's not. Maybe his pretty man bun is doing all the work. Somebody else is for sure because he can't. He Today. couldn't even say his own name. Okay. <laughs> okay. Look, he just vetoed five budget bills. Done. <laughs> wow, that's a... Hard day's work there. Speaking of crime, I heard I heard a thing yesterday of some people littering, and I hate litter bugs. I am you not do. a fan You've of litter bugs, man. You've talked about this before. I yeah. am. If you litter, 
to me, you're just a you're scum. You're scum of the earth. You're scum of the earth. If you just like walk at McDonald's and eat your food and throw all your trash on the ground, have where, you ever seen like people throw no, whole bags of trash I, out of their the cars time, on I the do, highway? I do it all the time. I oh. see it all the time. I saw some the other day empty their whole car on the sidewalk. It is so no. I saw ridiculous. a car the other day yeah. park on Seventh Street going uh. to the courthouse. They emptied their ashtray. And all their Ugh. trash on the sidewalk of 7th Street. Gross people. So disrespectful. But the, and there was a trash can 20 feet away. There always is. Yeah. I don't know why people do it. It just did, did you, makes me want to punch them right in the nads. Did you hear what happened to the last trash? I have a story up right litter now. Bug? You told me about this. I the have litter not bug. heard. He got okay. caught because they were litter bugs. All right. So do you want me to read this? Yeah. It, it's a very interesting story. Um. So. Well, uh, let, me, let me just make a point. Yeah. Let me make okay. a point. Before you tell the story, nobody in Minneapolis probably knows anything about the story because the local press has completely squashed this story completely. It's national press, but not locally in Minneapolis. Okay, go ahead. Okay, so the only the only place that did report this a little was the Star Trib, and that's On where page I'm getting six. this. Page six. So um, this parked car, North Minneapolis, 5 p.m. Thursday, um, Threw food wrappers on the ground, and so um, a man walked by, and the people inside the car ignored him. But then he stopped to get the license plate number, and then these guys got out of their car and said they had a gun. So the man flagged down officers, um, but the men from inside the car continued to yell at him and resisted the officers' attempts to control the situations. The men were insistent that they needed to be near the car because a drone was coming to deliver a package, <laughs> the complaint said. So apparently from Amazon. Because Amazon of this, Prime drone. Th- it was a drone. They have to stay in the car. They can't get out, officer. So because of the sp- Suspicious circumstances and fear for the man's safety, the men were placed in the squad while the officers searched the car. The fi- They found inside the car a hand grenade, a handgun, assault rifles, and magazines, and a large quantity of ammunition. A hand grenade. They also found cell phones, computers, and a lot of electronics equipment. A hand grenade. Including drone parts. But a hand grenade. A hand grenade. A hand grenade. So okay, b- I wanna know bomb where- squad personnel called to the scene noted that the large amount of ammunition and electronic devices could be used for bomb making. Where do you oh. buy a hand grenade? Where does one? The Amazon Listen, doesn't I've deliver been, one with a I've, drone, do they? I, I've been offered a lot of things in my life. Nobody's ever offered to sell me a friggin' hand grenade. <laughs> well, there he is. Where Abdullah do you buy a hand grenade? Al Rafahi, twenty-seven. Of What's his name? What, what was that name? Abdullah Al Rafahi. Uh, and he's 27 years old of Minneapolis, was charged with gross misdemeanor for carrying a pistol in public without a permit. In December, he was convicted of the same offense. And he's still out in public. It could not be determined whether the FBI or another federal agency is investigating, but we hope oh, they, to God they are. They won't say because we're sanctuaries.
it's our one year anniversary. 52 shows. And you never bought me an anniversary present. I didn't. And I am pretty pissed off because I thought that this meant something to you. Well, I didn't I didn't really <laughs> I don't count the weeks. <laughs> I didn't know either. Our producer though looks pretty sad. We didn't buy him a present. I thought it was next week actually. Was, uh, I didn't know I didn't I had no idea and I'm sort of like I don't know. I'm I'm <laughs> impressed that we've lasted a year and no one's like killed each other. In I'm this impressed room. we're all still alive. Yeah, that's what I mean. Like, because there have been a few few tense moments. But you know what? I want to thank everybody who's listened to us for 52 yes, weeks. I do too. Anybody has to listen to me for a year. That's a lot of pain. That's a that's a <laughs> lot of commitment on their part. Loyalty. Um, yes, we do want to thank all of our listeners. We want to thank the Tom Bernard Network and uh, the KFAI Network. Um, KFAI as a station has been very kind to us, um, offering us room on their podcast channel. And um, Robert W. Morgan has been a wonderful producer, except for when he yells at me, which is rare-ish. Yeah, but... that, guy's, that guy's got some anger issues. Ugh. <laughs> Everyone's always like, Kesley, get it together. I'm like, I know he's right. I know in my heart he's right, but it's still hey, I'll tell you a trick. to be yelled you at. Keep your headphones on. Can't hear him. Yeah, I tried that once, but then he started writing on a whiteboard to me, and I was like, oh, so, fine. So it is our one-year anniversary, and I don't really mind. Happy but. anniversary. And, yeah, I mean, it's been great working with you guys. So um, I appreciate it. And we're going to keep this going. So please, like, if you have been a listener, if you're listening, even if this is your first time, please continue to listen. We tell you the things that no one else is talking about in the city. L.A. Nick's got his head to the ground where he comes up with, um, like, all these secrets. And he actually will talk about them along with recording 911 calls that are real every week. And you'll, you'll learn I'm usually right. Yep, and you'll learn he's usually right, which floored me. I'll tell you that. <laughs> but I usually am, right? You are. It's and everybody so, it's I bizarre. know, I, I made a prediction on last week's show, uh -huh. and I tell everybody that I predict Betsy Hodges will get reelected as mayor. Mm -hmm. And everybody tells me, no way, it's impossible. Yep. And but I'm going to wait. Mark. I'm going to wait and say, I told you so. Yep. Just like you did with Macy's, just like you did oh, with yeah. Barnes and Noble. Yeah. I got some new ones, too, but I can't say them yet. Okay. Next I'll, show. I'll wait Next show. patiently. Next show. So I just saw, um, I posted a picture on my Facebook, which is Hesley Ray. So if you ever look on there, it's H-E-S-S-L-E-Y space R-E-Y. Um, I keep most of my stuff public on my Facebook page. And I posted a picture of Nick and I patiently waiting to yeah, do I don't, the show. Yeah, I don't do social media, so. I got, <laughs> no, you're, <laughs> you're just on the internet, nothing. Um, Daryl Horner, who you've worked with before. Yeah, Daryl Horner hosted my we my every Sunday comedy show that I we did for almost two years. And he's a very very funny local comedian. And now um, NBC has stole has taken my show back. Has have you, they? Yeah, you know really? it's NBC starting the Gong Show again. Awesome. Or ABC, one of the two. Oh, cool. You Google it. The new Gong right. Show is coming out. So I, I did I did the Gong Show for two years live. The Gong Show live. Awesome. And, uh, and now ABC or NBC host. has yeah. picked that show back up. Very cool. So now well, I'm screwed. I can't use the name anymore. Daryl Horner um, commented on the picture that I, did, I just posted. 
And he said, oh, my invitation must have gotten lost in the mail. So it looks like he may want to be a guest. And Daryl's I, too smart for me, though. Daryl is very smart. He's too, too intellectual. But he's politically savvy, so he might have to buzz on in here sometime. <laughs> I love it would be, him. It would be a very interesting show. It would be fascinating. So, yes. Daryl, um, we love you. And we are going to do um, my new segment, Digress with Hess. Yes, we are. Which Angela Astley, I'll say a shout out to her again. Um, she came up with the name, which I think is brilliant. That's a good name. And we've got, got some I got a little scratchy voice up. today. So Yeah, tell me about that. What the hell is going on with your voice? I don't know. I got, <clears throat> I got kind of uh, under the weather Friday night. I had a big motorcycle show Saturday that I didn't even go to because I felt <gasps> so sick. And then uh, today, a motorcycle show that you must be really bad. Uh, it was a really one. I, I planned on it for like the whole winter. Yeesh. And uh, missed it because I was sick and still kind of sick. So everybody's got to deal with my raspy voice. that I wanted to discuss. No. Why? <laughs> Why do you always do this to me? Why? Okay, so Planned Parenthood first. What is your opinion of Planned Parenthood? You know, I um, Planned Parenthood's a tough, a tough call for me. It really is. I, I am torn in two different directions of Planned Parenthood. I, I realize that Planned Parenthood offers a lot of amazing services for women. Um, I also know that they do a lot of controversial things, so it tears me. I I don't know how to fix the Planned Parenthood problem. I know it, it, it's kind of a necessary evil, mm-hmm. in my opinion. Right. Um, but I think that they need an outside source, kind of parenting them, like watching them and. Saying that's not cool, or you're talking about like just overhead and you know some kind of auditing or something to promote. Well, we don't know where the money's going, and we don't know. Like I know they're doing, they're doing. They get a lot of federal funding. Mm-hmm. We're paying a lot of taxpayers are paying a lot into into parent Planned Parenthood. Where is the money going? I mean, is somebody making a million dollars a year that works there? Here's what I would say, though. In my experience, Planned Parenthood, especially when I was younger, 
um, helped many, 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 many of my friends get on birth control, get education, get pap smears, get cancer screenings early. Things were caught early because of that. And get abortions. And I didn't have any firsthand experience with friends that got abortions through Planned Parenthood. Um, I know that the one in Uptown near where I live does not perform abortions. And so the the clinics that I had been to were clinics that did not perform abortions on those sites. Whether other Planned Parenthoods do or does, um, and they, oh, I guess and they published a report on where they spend yearly, too. So they're pretty yeah, transparent. But, but, so, but so does the city. That doesn't mean crap. I think they're very transparent. But I think that the good that they do will outweigh the moral dilemma that a few of us have over so what's, what's the big, what's the abortion. What's people's biggest complaint about Planned Parenthood? It's the abortion and the morality surrounding that, correct? And so... If, if you're saying, and I don't know if this is an accurate number, but 60% of Planned Parenthoods do not even perform that service, you know, 40% do. Let's then focus on the 40% and, you know, let's take some of that money and redirect to educating more and like putting funding into adoption you know can we work with these girls so that they could have the baby in a way where the baby was adopted things like that um you know but i read this article in the star trib um by a woman named bonnie but it's a star trip yeah a woman named bonnie miller rubin and she um her story was that she went in there for just a checkup and it found out that um, that the specialist that saw her was um, able to diagnose lymphoma. Um, it was non-Hodgkin's lymphoma and basically saved her life because of that diagnosis. If she hadn't had that service to walk into um, to have an exam done and she wouldn't have if Planned Parenthood wasn't there, she would be dead today. So there are a lot of stories like that. Um, and so so I'm for Planned Parenthood. I'm going to be really clear about that. I'll tell you, what, I'll tell you my, my opinion, I'm for women. So if You're for choice then if you're for well, women. Well, I'm for women. So mm-hmm. whatever a woman decides, I'm okay with that. Yep, and I think it is a woman's I, because choice. I think yeah. women are the superior superior sex so they they can do whatever they want well we're gonna be back soon with no we're gonna Jonathan keep talking because <laughs> our producers wave his hands violently it's all one word owner brink okay i'm gonna get this right jonathan trust me it's one word just kidding never trust a woman
we've got our mayoral candidate online and ready to talk to us. Yeah, you got target ready to fail too. Um, Jonathan, can you hear me? I can hear you. How are you guys doing? Good. Oh, good. How are you, buddy? I'm well. I'm phenomenal, Nick. Uh, you're, you are the mayor of the city, so right. <laughs> I'm the mayor after dark. <laughs> yes. So, well, Nick, you're more visible than our current mayor, and you know that. So. I do know that. She is uh, very reclusive. Yeah, Nick has yeah. managed to stay in everyone's faces, whether they like it or not. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, could, I can tell you what. We had a, a forum debate at Southwest High School for the kids, and she was realistically the only candidate that didn't show up. Oh, that's kind of that's kind of mean. That's kind of more than sad. That's mean. That well, is I mean, mean. Ray Deng couldn't be there because he was at the state capitol. But I don't know what she was doing, but she decided not to come. So mm. did did Jacob Fry come up? Jacob was there. Uh, Asar was there. Not everyone was there, but I mean, you know, her being the mayor and saying she cares about kids so much at Southwest High School, not. Going there tells you something. Oh, it tells you. They, they it tells you a lot. Of good questions. They ask a lot of good questions, Nick. A lot of good questions. You know what, They're I, on point. I've noticed kids. Like ask, what, kids ask a lot of honest questions. What was like one, one or two of the questions that stuck out to you, Jonathan? Uh, they were talking about SROs in the school. Uh, they were curious about that. What's that? I um, don't that even was, know. SROs, uh, SROs are kind of like cops that we put in the school system, uh, Minneapolis. Security. Stuff, but, you know, the oh, thing is, is okay. the, the state funds the schools, you know, and mm. since the state funds the schools, but yet the city uh, guards the schools, uh, it's, it's a little bit, you know, different mixed situation. There's a lot of mixed situations in Minneapolis between multiple uh, entities in Minneapolis. Right. Okay. So, Jonathan Honer Brink. I'm saying your name correctly. Mm-hmm. Okay. It took me. They keep. It's one word. I know. And now, Hunter like, Brink. because they're yelling at me so much about your name, I feel like I'm sweating over it. It's, it's scaring the me. The funny thing is, mm-hmm. the funny thing is, I none of my family pronounces it the same. Everyone says it differently. Okay. Some people take the R out of it. I think it was Honey Brink. I, I really don't even know. I've been to Germany, and they were like, that is not German. That's like a made-up name. <laughs> we, I think I think there was a couple names that came together. So, I, I, you know, I really actually want to do a DNA test to actually figure everything out. Cause, you, you know, know we just did a side. DNA test on our dog to figure out what kind of breed it is. I could swab mm-hmm. your cheek if you wanted and send it somewhere. <laughs> I know how to do it now. <laughs> right. All right. Well, what what, what, what breed oh, was yeah, your dog? We don't know yet. We have to okay. wait for two weeks. But yeah. I will make a big reveal on the show. And I'll let everyone That'd know what Jonathan... Honor Brink is as well. I say he changed to Horny Brink. <laughs> Horny, you know what? That was uh, my nickname. Yeah, Jonathan Horny, Horny Brink. Horny, it was Horner Brink. Horny, Horny Toad, grown up. Uh, hey, I think that, that that might I mean, get you. Some, that you might that might get you some press, man. So, Jonathan, I do uh, have a few could, possibly could. real questions for you, if you will, uh, you know, entertain me here. What made you want to run for mayor? Well, it's, uh, realistically, I, you know, I grew up in North Minneapolis. I, I realize and I've seen the problems as I've grown up. My parents still live over there. 
and I see the city completely changing, uh, growing at some levels, but at, at other levels they're kind of, you know, being the opposite of what everyone claims they are, especially in debates, that we're progressive. But I just see a digression happening uh, in the city. And, you know, I just got sick of uh, watching the kids that I coached and mentored and that I was involved with uh, go to prison and not graduate from high school. And I was really tired of uh, seeing when they do graduate, them not being able to read or even move on to, you know, the next level in college or even go to trade school. There's just no jobs for them. Uh, at a high school level, which I started working at 14 uh, at Burger King, I remember that working for Deepak. Um, there's just nothing for them to do, and it's just not. No one's talking about real solid issues and what the true problems are. No one is. Uh, they all say the same thing, and I believe I have a very different voice. And I was interviewing with NPR. Uh, what was it Tuesday? And they were pretty shocked that I uh, was a Republican, but they uh, they liked the message. Good. Okay. And then what do you think that, like, what are, what are your top con- top three concerns for Minneapolis right now, and how would you rate the city on a scale of 1 to 10? Um, I w- well, it depends on which ward you live in. Mm-hmm. Um, but as far as the top three topics, uh, I believe are completely different than what every other candidate is talking about. Okay. Um, personally, I believe the reason we have so much crime in different areas uh, in Minneapolis is we don't have any community centers anywhere for kids to go after school. A lot of kids are in single-parent homes. And when you're in a single-parent home, the mother's typically uh, working mm-hmm. and is not going to be home. And the kids have nothing to do. And they don't have any educational outlets outside of when they get done with school. And I see this school board failing right now. Um, so I think it's time we just took care of it ourselves because they're not taking care of it on a state level. Right. And that's something that's truly important to me. And that's our number one thing is getting community-based park board systems not the way they have them done now because they're only open for a couple hours a day. But champion big park board systems where there's education, you know, actual education, something tangible where they can do some graphic design work in there, where they can work on music, where they can do some stuff like learning about the radio, learning about doing just different things in life that they can take on afterwards into college or into a career. Right. So that's our number one thing, number one thing, because we don't have community centers in Minneapolis. If you go all around every single suburb, they they have a community center. You go to Minnetonka, they got community centers. You go to Rodgersville, they got community centers. You go to... Golden Valley, there's community centers. There is no community centers in Minneapolis, none. The park board has failed us tremendously with how they spend money. I think a big part of that is the community centers in those suburb towns, you don't have to police them. So if you have a community center in Northside or in downtown, then you have to police them. The city doesn't want to police anything. So, Well, right, but that's the park board police are supposed to take care of that. And they're they're not visible. I've worked with the park board. I coach with the park board. You know where they're visible? They're not visible. You couldn't find them. You know where they are visible? In the nicest areas you could find, like West River Parkway. (laughs) That's that's exactly where they are. No, I know. That's where they are. I I ride my bike down West River Parkway. I see one every block. 
Mm-hmm. Okay, well, you well know we are going gonna... and, and that's reality, but think about it like this. Nick, think about it. This is really serious. Do you remember when Northside became Murderapolis? Yep. It was right around 94, 95, yep. roughly in the mid-90s. Yep, I remember seeing it in the so news. when I was a kid, when I was a kid, we used to go to a place called The Way, all right? And The Way was actually a community center right where the 4th Precinct sits, right where it sits. They tore it down. It needed to be remodeled, there's no doubt. The building was built in 1913. They tore it down, and they put nothing back. All right, so now what are we going to do? What are the kids going to do? It turned into Murder Apples within two years, taking that community center. That's where we went. That's where I went. That's where all the really good basketball players came from. I've actually heard the name of that place, and I've heard a lot of people speak good things about it. Okay, well, we got to go yeah, to well, break. They, they, Jonathan Honer Brink, <laughs> mayoral, <laughs> mayoral candidate. I want you to stay on the line, if you will, and we'll be back with you and more after this break with Minneapolis911.com. Back with mayoral candidate, mayoral candidate for Minneapolis, Jonathan Honer Brink. Mayoral. 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 We're just stretching this episode out at this point. Mayoral. I was doing it in a really Minnesotan way. Mayoral candidate, Jonathan Honer Brink. That sounded like a weird robot. Sorry about that. Um, so especially sorry if you do win, because then I'm like, hello, Mayor. Remember when I did that weird yeah, robot voice? Right. Hello. Be... Now I'm British. I'll be around, so you can actually, I'll, I'll be coming back as soon as I win. Me and Nick will be uh, hanging out, because uh, I'd love to be on his show all the time. So Sounds good. Well, then I'll, I'll be here lurking around unless I get kicked off yeah, by she's, then. Yeah, she's a lurker. I'm a lurker. I don't think I even work here. I just <laughs> I, I just sneak in every once in a while. Um, so we did have, I did have a couple other questions. I liked, you know, I liked listening to the NPR, um, piece about you and, and I do enjoy hearing about the different candidates. I always want to know more about like personal life though. Um, so tell us a little bit more about your, yourself personally. Like what do you do in your spare time? What's your favorite like binge watch thing to on TV to watch? Um, you know, are you married? Do you have kids? Do you, all that stuff, I think people want to know and i do too so tell us more about you i i actually i haven't watched tv this year so well, I haven't watched good, it at good, all. For, reading, good good for you what are you reading scanning through the well the city budget uh the county budget boring uh, for months yeah, well, no i know it's not <laughs> super fun but i gotta do what i gotta do i mean right. what am I gonna, if i'm trying to run for mayor i have to completely understand the budget and That's get a true. grasp on it yeah, um, so it sounds like you're very so, dedicated to reading. Yeah, I'm dedicated to it and just making plans, making sure it's all done. Um, you know, basically, I just I kind of stick to a regimen, how I keep my day, and we work with our staff a lot, trying to get everything pulled together right, redo some things, make sure that we're accurate before we really push forward. Uh, 
and we have another debate on June 29th uh, with our revolution. I, I think all of us are going to be there for that one. So, what time um, and where? Up. I think that's on. Wa- we don't. It's on Washington. I do not know. It's June 29th. I do not know exactly the time. They just emailed me and said, "Hey, we want you to participate" because I spoke in front of them. Um, so it's an interesting group. I, I don't align with a lot of things that they say. But uh, they liked what they heard, and they want to hear it again. That sounds good. So then spare time, like when you're not doing the mayoral stuff, what do you do to relax? What do you, I mean, do you have a family? Do you have a pet? Like, tell us about you as a human. I, I do not. I don't have a family. Uh, I moved. Uh, I was engaged. Uh, got out of that at the end of last year, middle of last year, and then uh, moved to Minneapolis because I built a house in Minnetonka. Okay. I actually like to work. I'm kind of a workaholic. That kind of uh, is my fun. So I work out, but I love working. So I thoroughly enjoy it. That's what I truly love to do. That's what you so, do to But relax. I also, I mentor. I mentor kids um, still, and I work with kids a lot in North Minneapolis and in different parts of South Minneapolis. Um, I'm involved in my church as well out in Union Prairie. Okay. Uh, and then my mom and my dad, they're, they're getting older, so I'm spending a lot of time with them. That's good. Uh, no, no, my sisters live in uh, Alaska. One lives in Alaska, and the other one lives in Milwaukee. So uh, I'm pretty much the only one around for that. So. For the parents. Okay. So running as a Republican, uh, why do you believe that you'll be the Republican candidate that wins? Why do I be, believe that I'm the Republican candidate that wins? Yes. I don't think there's any other Republicans running. Uh, there might be, you know, I think Bob Cryan is running. Um, historically other than yeah historically so i'm I'm not i'm not uh he's got a lot of good advice so he he definitely does he's not he's a smart person he thinks uh about different things but he's he's talking about one issue but his issue he's got some valid points um and i've listened to him and i think that's a good thing Uh, as far as running against eight other democrats is they're truly not progressive they're the exact opposite Everything they've said has been the same thing. I'm talking about stuff that's completely different. Um, I think the police department has done, you know, a good job for what they have to work with. Mm-hmm. And you got I think there's several different issues beyond the Minneapolis Police Department that we don't talk about, and that's been a huge issue in Minneapolis. And, and me and Nick have talked about that, especially down in the Third Ward where the issues truly lie on Hennepin Avenue and by the transit. Mm-hmm. And we don't talk enough about those areas. But we talk about Northside and there's your shootings and everything that goes on there. But we, I mean, rarely do we talk about the stuff that's going on in the third ward. And it's truly not a Minneapolis police department issue. If you look at where the crimes actually happen, happening. It's actually, it's actually not. In fact, the last couple of times, the last three days in a row, I've seen major issues in the third ward, and there was five cops right there when the issues happened. These kids, and all three incidents, the kids were from St. Paul, and they don't even care. They don't even care. There's a cop there. They don't care. They could care less. They just don't right. care. Right. Well, I mean, that's part, partly political correctness, and you and I both know that. Yep. They're afraid to do anything and get sued, but. Here's the bigger issue is that the Metropolitan Council is actually technically responsible for where most of the crimes happening in the third ward. They are. Yes, it's, it's all it's all it's all mass transit. 
it's all mass transit issues. It's issues coming from St. Paul. You and I both know that. Yep. That is where the Metropolitan Council, which is completely unconstitutional. Well, remember that. that remember, remember, our mayor's husband is. I I know that is Met Council, South Minneapolis, North Minneapolis, and Robbinsdale. But Nick, I mean, all the crime you and I both know happens around the transit system, well, and the Metropolitan Council is in control of Metro Transit Police. And I've never seen one of those guys out of a car ever. Have you? I actually did yesterday. They they maced a bunch of people on Seventh and Hennepin yesterday. Um, they were all right. they they were all Metro Police, and they they kind of hover around that one bus stop right at Seventh and Hennepin. Yeah. Um, cause it's right. such, it's such a large bus stop. It, it, sometimes it'll have 75 people at it. So, you know, they, that's, that's the spot there. That's probably the only spot I ever see them at. And they keep a paddy you wagon. Think maybe, okay. you think the Metro Transit Police should step up their, uh, enforcement in those issues? Well, I think it's just, it's a necessity in that spot. I think what's happening is that Betsy Hodges is squashing their presence anywhere else because she wants everybody to think this is the safest city in the world. And it's just not. It's just not. <laughs> and not I think, at all. I think they have to have them there because there's a problem there. There's a 911 call, call for service there every single day. So just they just park a cop there because there's so many problems. Well, I, I see the Metro Transit Police as, as one of the bigger issues but it's actually the metropolitan council so well i i like to know i like to know where the money that that and like you said earlier the park police it cracks me up when i go out motorcycle riding and i go down west river parkway i see a park police car parked like every 10 bucks just sitting there like what are they doing yeah (laughs) they're in where would you would you do you want to have to do a report or get sued or do you want any of that but they're just parked along west river parkway there's no crime on west river parkway (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I've never seen any. I'm unaware of it. And, and you know, you know what else? I've seen. I also, I also said this to a cop yesterday. I've never seen a traffic stop in downtown Minneapolis. I said, do we, really? even, do we even have traffic cops? And he said, yeah, we have a few, but they only go out on the outskirts on the freeway and, and deal with DUIs. Right. Like, you can't get a traffic stop in downtown Minneapolis. No, yeah, well, I, no, I, I mean, I think that they are, they would stop up too much traffic. Everything's closed down for construction. There's only, like, tiny little lanes you can get through right now anyway. Imagine a traffic right. stop in the middle of that. We'd be screwed for days. So, well, I want to thank Jonathan Honer Brink for coming on the show. Hey, we, you said his name right. I got it, finally, by the thank end of this segment. Um, we would love to have you back, and we invite all of the candidates, the mayoral candidates, um, to join us on this show. Um, Jonathan, we, again, really appreciate your time. And tell us how people can get a hold of you um, if they want to ask you any questions yeah, or, or get how, any more or ideas. Or how they could help you. Or how they could help you if they're interested. Well, you know, if they can go for JonathanForMayorMinneapolis.com and sign up, uh, get involved. <clears throat> that would be great. Get involved with the campaign. Get involved with the program. We're trying to be a little bit more progressive than everybody else by doing things and, and talking about things and working on a full budget for the first year, the, the first year, then two years, then in four years, so I can show people exactly what I'm doing. We're looking at disinvestment of some properties, looking at how we can actually make money as a city instead of just keep taxing to the point where no one wants to come downtown. 
Um, so we're coming together with some strategies with a lot of different people that are in raking positions actually in Minneapolis and, and in different areas to make sure that we actually do this right when we get into office, because I do believe we will get into office. So I want to make sure we have everything under wraps and we're doing exactly the right things for the community. So give us uh, that address community. one more time. <clears throat> it's Jonathan for Mayor, Minneapolis, MPLS.com. Okay, great. And Jonathan Honor Brink, again, yep. thank you for your time yeah, thanks. on the show. To you. It was great, great talking to you, wonderful listening to your ideas. We are going to go to break pretty soon, but we're coming back with uh, real 911 calls. down in front of 2113 East 22nd Street. He has a large bottle of vodka laying next to him. A large bottle of vodka. It always comes back to the vodka. <laughs> a large bottle of vodka, though. Like, it, what, do you think it was a, an expensive, like, huge no, gray no, goose? No, it was like White Wolf or something. White Wolf. Cough <laughs> or... Spedka is okay. It I was think. White Wolf. I guarantee it was White Wolf or Cough. Stoli? Is no. Stoli good? It wasn't Stoli. Okay. Karkoff, yes. It was Karkoff. Or, Phil- or, no, or Phillips. Phillips in a Phillips. huge plastic Yeah, tumbler. Phillips in a gallon plastic bottle. <laughs> Just the thought of that You can go buy a gallon hurt. of Phillips for like $9.99. $2. It's in the $2 bin special. No, it's, it's nine, I think it's $9.99. Oh, that just makes what, my stomach lining start bleeding already. That stuff's brutal, man. It's the top theft. IHOP. Oh, what? So, trying to read a message from a producer. <laughs> our producer writes the worst messages ever on a blackboard. Like, you have no idea. It could say, go to McDonald's or my car just got stolen or I'm going to die. I'm and having a heart attack. I don't have headphones like, this time, so I have like, no, no idea what's going on. You have on no all. idea what his messages say <laughs> at all. Thirty-three thirty-five Aldrich. 
610, we don't have a computer, we're in the area of those shots, so. 610 copy, first uh, activation was 3335 Aldridge, one round detected over the garage in the alley. Second activation, 3338 Bryant, also mapping in the alley, one round detected. 433 over. 33 able copy. Also waiting for a Car Sergeant to acknowledge this fire department who was responding to a loud gathering in a bonfire. 2813 Aldridge North. Northside Sergeant to acknowledge attending. 403 copy call. 403, thank you, 2231. Squad 411, copy your code for on 3rd Avenue North, 2232. So this this goes back to, I talked about this a lot, it's called Shot Spotter. A lot of people that live in Minneapolis or Minnesota don't know anything about this system. We have a very, very high-tech system in Minneapolis that act that literally can triggers, anytime there's a gunfire, it gets triggered. And mm -hmm. it shows you exactly where that gunfire is. And it's, it's literally 99, I think, I think they said 99.8% accurate. Nothing can set it off except a gun. Not a firecracker, cool. not a backfire from a car, not nothing. A gunfire. And if you go to Shots Fired, just Google Shots Fired Minneapolis or Shots Spotter Minneapolis, you'll pull up and you have to search down and it goes by date. And they renew it, they, they re update it every six days. And if you look at it for the year, we have so much gunfire, it's insane. It's insane. Like it, the whole map is just like covered a, with dots. It's just dots. And then the, the blue stars are people that are actually shot. So now this this is a perfect example. And then there was there's a large, like a black one, which is fatality, right? No, no. The, oh, no, the no. circle with the black dots is actually was a witness shot shooting. Oh, okay. And then the stars are actually somebody shot. They don't say who's dead. They just oh, say okay. they're shot. So they hide how many they're dead. So, but what, what, what's cool about this call is they're actually tracked. So there was a large gathering of people in a bonfire in an alley, mm -hmm. so which to me is weird all in itself. That you can have, <laughs> an, you could be in an alley in Minneapolis with a bonfire and a large gathering of people. Right. And then shots got fired. And then they fired, shots got fired three blocks down. At what point during Kumbaya did the <laughs> guns come out? But it's, it's cool how these cops keep tracking the gunfire and keep tracking the car. And if you listen, they actually find the find the people and they hmm. they get a gun but wow. it's just it's just cool how great the system the system, that system working. is working yeah should we go to the next call yeah squad 431 for an assault in progress at 50th and washburn avenue north call reporting a male correction a female assaulting a male and throwing multiple trash cans and other items around described as a White female wearing a black t-shirt and black bag and a black male unknown clothing description, both standing outside. So this is funny, a, a female assaulting a black male. He probably deserves it. That's what I said. I said, that's the, when I heard this call, I said, no, I said, that's a female defending oh, herself. Oh, come on now. In this day and age. That's a female defending herself. I'm sure he did nothing wrong. She was the one wearing the trash bag. She was wearing a trash bag. No, she hit him with the trash can. She hit him with the trash can, <laughs> but he, the call they said on there, she was wearing a black T-shirt and a bag. No, they didn't. <laughs> they did. No, they didn't. Did you not hear that, Robert? No. Let's Am I going crazy? Black. Can we play She's it again? Black pants. We're going to play it again. Yeah, okay, I thought it said bag in you're, there. You're high on pot. I wish. Call reporting a male... Correction, a female assaulting a male and throwing multiple trash cans and other items around, described as a white female wearing a black t-shirt and black bag and a 
blackmail unknown clothing description. Oh, she has a black bag. She's not wearing a black bag. She has a black purse. I'm sorry, but in my head, that meant she was wearing a black dress. Yeah, because you're a pothead. As (laughs) pants. Maybe she was. Because you smoke pot. That's why you I think would like that. the responding police officers to call us and tell us if she was not wearing. She had a black bag. Dude. You guys thought I was wrong the first go round. Whatever. I'm going to say let's my go credibility next, let's stance. Go, let's go to our next call. <laughs> Any fifth precinct sergeants or supervisor on the air in the squad who can respond have a report of a stabbing. 2632 3rd Avenue South. Level 4 copy and 510 is going to go out of roll call and take that. Copy. And 633. Squad 510 and 504. Rescue and ambulance have arrived in the area. They are staging. 504, copy. 510. Squad 510. Can we get the address to give them the remarks? He's at 27th and 3rd Avenue South. The suspect has left the area. Domestic related, the girlfriend stabbed him in the face of a screwdriver. <laughs> you know, that's, power. A, that's, a, that's a brutal injury, man. You get stabbed in the face with a screwdriver, that shit's going to hurt. That ain't no clean cut, man. That's just puncture wound. Actually, a Phillips screw or fly, big flathead screwdriver right through the face. Oh. Okay, I'm I'm so sorry to have to do this because I know that you guys are going to feel really badly, and I don't have a screwdriver with me. Thank God, because I'll be using it right now. I'm reading the description of the call where you said it was her purse. Female assaulting a male, throwing multiple trash cans and other items around. Female is wearing a t-shirt and trash bag. It says that in the comments. Where? Let me see this. Read it and weep. You wrong. (laughs) Female is wearing (laughs) a black shirt and trash bag. Boom. How is she wearing a trash bag? Well, you, you could poke your feet out the bottom and then tie it around your waist. But why would you wear a trash bag? Again, why would you ever question me? Why? Why that? Battling gravity, bastard anatomy, mental capacity. I'll stretch the galaxy, tragedy struck. I came up with a strategy. Agony lost in the touch of Okay, let's go to our last. Is this our last call? All right. This this is a doozy here. This is going to be a doozy. Maybe even a bigger doozy. If I get you to start out of your sector on a person with a weapon, 3918 Thomas Avenue North, there's a male dressed as a goat carrying a spear trying to scare kids. 431. We're going to divert to that. 431, copy. 425, do you want to stay on the domestic? Can you give me a description of the suspect again, please? Squad 425, do you want to stay on the person with a weapon or go back to the domestic call? Uh, we'll go to the violent goal. Copy in 421. This is going to be a male dressed in a goat, as a goat, carrying a spear, chasing kids down the street, scaring kids down the street. Copy, thank you. Squad's going on the person with a weapon. The male's wearing a goat head, no shirt, and furry pants. Last seen southbound at Thomas towards Dowling. 461 copy, code 42155. Squad's going in, the person with the weapon, the suspect's now southbound on Sheridan near Dowling. Copy. 
this is this this could only happen in Minneapolis. I swear. Come on, like who's gonna dress up as a goat with furry pants and and go around scaring kids? Maybe it's really Pam. It's just you know every day every day I listen to nine hundred one all day, and you know what? Nothing shocks me anymore. Just nothing. I, I really don't get shocked anymore. I don't go, wow, listen to that. Because they're just, it's just constant insanity. Goat man. Oh, man. You know what? I think he was, a, he was a, I think that guy right there was probably a Satan worshiper. And he's trying to get a kid to sacrifice. What could I do to him before it crosses the line? A lot. Like, You'd have to do a lot. A lot. You could he, spit in his face. You could urinate on him. I don't want to. And you, I might and you, want to urinate on him. But if you did, you couldn't get huh. arrested or I've a ticket. I've never peed on anyone as an adult. 